This show is brought to you by Nice Mug. Nice Mug is the only mug made entirely out of ice. For more information, go to nicemug.com and enter the coupon code SAUNA for 10% off your entire purchase. Hey everybody, this is Glenn here at Sauna Times, and uh, I'm talking to you here from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's a late fall day. It's bright, sunny. We've had an incredible stretch of weather here the fall of the year 2016. Uh, Most all the leaves are off the trees, but they didn't go quick. We had this uh, amazing warm season, and uh, we've been easing into fall saunas um, very softly, Uh, sometimes Late fall will hit really hard and fast, the wind blowing out of the northwest and bringing those low, heavy, cumulus clouds, and you hear the geese flying overhead, and you go outside and you fire up your sauna stove, and you know it's a change of seasons. You close down your uh, outdoor shower setup if you're in your backyard, or you're closing your cabin down, and uh, those fall saunas have a, have a special uh, feeling like the return of an old friend. And um, I want to tell you about this episode of Sauna Talk. Um, we're with Dan Baruch. Uh, he's a holistic health professional, and uh, he's a big fan of sauna, and he fits sauna into his wellness treatments with his clients. And he spent most of his life researching and developing methods for health, vitality, and performance. Um, so he's been working with uh, in person-to-person uh, style here for over 10 years, um, uh, with nutrition training, body work, and other disciplines. Uh, and he began work on a holistic program for absolute beginners and advanced athletics. So his uh, his website, I'll put it in the show notes here, is uh, barouchehealth.com. Uh, and he has an online education platform there. Um, it's a growing organization, changing the way people think about health. Uh, he provides health-based education and nutrition, movement, self-therapy, and meditation. And this program creates a positive total health experience. Uh, so he's real uh, eager and inspired uh, to help enable people to practice the most effective and natural ways of achieving greater health, vitality, and performance. Bruce Health thrives on helping people successfully become superior versions of themselves and transforming students into teachers and one-day uh, activists. So Dan's in, available for you know appointments if you want to check in with him. Uh, like I say, I'll have his contact information in the show notes. He's based here in the Twin Cities, uh, born and raised in Plymouth, Minnesota, the suburb to the west, uh, and continue, continues to reside in the Twin Cities. Um, he and his wife, I think, just closed on a property here, and uh, he sent me a text, and he's all super excited because uh, he wants to uh, build his own authentic backyard sauna. And of course, I'm going to help him with that, thanks to the Build Your Own Sauna ebook. Um, and it's really rewarding, you know. There's uh, every day when I open my inbox, those are the emails I. I gravitate toward first and answer first or are people that have purchased the ebook and um, have a question or two uh, about their sauna build. Uh, I love those questions and I love helping people and I get super, super rewarded to see and I encourage people to, 
you know, take take a log of their sauna build and and take photos along the way. And you'll you'll see that on sauna times in the guest post sessions. It's just a very rewarding feeling to know that maybe uh, if I'm in my backyard sauna or my cabin sauna up north, just knowing that there's other folks enjoying an authentic sauna uh, at that maybe same moment. People that I've gotten to know, new friends I've made. Uh, it's just been a great joy for me. And so we're going to add Dan to this list as, as he gets his sauna going. So this is a long podcast and, uh, I hope you enjoy this. We go on and on. We just, and I've been waiting for a guy like Dan to connect with because there's two studies specifically that you'll hear in this podcast that I reference. And these are studies that have come across into my in, inbox and, and my reading, um, uh, these studies, uh, uh, the first by Dr. Rhonda Patrick, where she she gets heavy, uh, uh, too heavy for me, and I can't follow that kind of stuff. So again, I've been looking for a guy like Dan uh, to help translate, you know, some of her claims and um, uh, conclusions from these studies that she's done about sauna. So this is uh, a big chunk of this sauna talk where we get into this stuff. Um, you know, we we talk about. Uh, uh, how we can get lost in the information, and um, this this uh, this other thing is this this uh, uh, escaping velocity. You're going to hear this. We talk about how to escape velocity, and you know what does it take to break free from routines. Uh, I found that really fascinating. We reference Wim Hof, um, as I'm going to probably end up doing a lot in my future podcasts and writings. Uh, if you don't know about Wim Hof, I encourage you to, uh, you could just search on Sound of Times, um, Wim Hof, and you'll see some of the relevance of his practice as it relates to sauna and then dive in to his practice individually uh, separate from sauna but to me um, the Wim Hof method and sauna are intertwined uh, it's it's just been great for me to engage in, in into that class um, and you know uh, Dan is going to talk about controlling your chi which you know is is exemplified through the Wim Hof method and sauna uh, I talk about the clean rinse and the full rinse and the cool down session um, and then uh, you know uh, what I find interesting I got to tell you guys about this one so my uncle he's 85 years old he's he's my family physician and it has been my whole life uh, I love his approach to um, health i guess you could say or the medical industry and he talks about fitness and he says you know all of this fitness stuff he says you should engage in fitness and recreation you know for enjoyment right not 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 to tax your body and dan talks about this as well and you know these elite athletes you know you only have so many maximum moments in your life and uh, don't tax your body um, so that's in here and it's just not sustainable to go crazy um, so my uncle has been a big believer in that and uh, he's still kicking strong um, and we talk about uh, that element of, of balance and not overexertion. Uh, we talk about so in addition um, so Dr. Rhonda Patrick's studies, we talk about the uh, University of Eastern, uh, Eastern Finland study that came out in early 2015, uh, reducing stress, lower death rates from heart disease and stuff. Uh, very interesting element in there. And then, uh, you know, there's, um, uh, 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 you know, about we talk about sauna talk, of course, and uh, how we need um, 
these elements of collaboration and soli- uh, you know solitary moments. Um, Dan talks about ruminations and how we can process stuff you know out of out of our busy lives in our maybe our heads that are you got too much going on and how uh, sauna helps uh, create and foster an environment for rumination. Um, hey, and then we get deep into about the sauna rounds and um, this kind of goes on. So as, as is my rambling right now, so forgive me for that, but I wanted to give you some highlights to this sauna talk because uh, it's a, it's an area that I, I don't really go in. I mean, I don't really study the health and wellness aspects to sauna. I just enjoy the shit out of it. I think sauna has been great, and I know you listeners agree with me, but this episode is kind of neat because uh, we're going to find out some of the some of the reasons behind why we enjoy it so much, and that's been an area that I wanted to dive into, and uh, we do it here with Dan. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy this episode of Sauna Talk. Hola. Is there a Dan? <laughs> What's hey, Dan. Glenn. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Hold that, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Start talking. Say hello. Hello, everyone. And, uh, <laughs> so, Dan, where are you from originally? Grew up in Plymouth. Did you? Yeah. So you're a true Minnesotan? Yes, sir. How about that? Went to Armstrong. Oh, you did? Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, did you uh, skate or do any sports? I was not much of a hockey guy. No? No. Yeah, I played soccer. Did you? Yeah, I played soccer. I played soccer as well. So welcome to Sauna Talk. Yeah, are you ready for a sauna? Absolutely. Yeah. I figure what we'll do is uh, we're gonna bring this mic into the hot room, okay. and we'll just like dive right into some chitter chatter. Okay. You and I have been back and forth quite a bit, and uh, I'm just really uh, really pleased that you're you're here. I didn't invite anybody else, so the door can. You know, it doesn't have to open and close, and we don't have to hear any yahoos chiming in. It'll be just be you and me talking. And uh, and I'm, what I'm real excited about is you have a real um, <clears throat> approach and interest uh, toward the health and wellness aspect of sauna. Is that is that right, Dan? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> before we start, I got to give you your gift because because oh. uh, uh, <laughs> you got me to the house. <laughs> well, that's but, uh, we'll no major gifts it's needed. It's trust me. Okay, it's, you it's, hold that. It's appropriate. I don't yeah. see because then we're gonna find out your uh, mm-hmm. your thoughts. Oh, a, ha- a sauna hat. What do you think? Sauna hat. How cool! That is beautiful. I'll have to snap <laughs> a photo of this. Yeah. So should we wear banya hats in the that's, in that's, this sauna that's session? That's your call. Yeah, I say we go for it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's good. And what I'm gonna do is, well, I'll wear this one. I'll wear this one tonight. Yeah. And so, do you uh, generally wear uh, banya hats? This. Yes. Yeah. You like them? I've gone back and forth for for a long, long time. Yeah. And probably like the last two years, I've been using it. Right on, right on. And, and what do you this, like about I, it? I think I sit longer. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the general reason I think why <clears throat> why they have them is that you know it, it evens the heat out through the body. As we all know, heat rises. So if you're in a hot room, uh, your head is the first thing to get hot, right? Yeah. Right there. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's right it's kind of uh, this this was a gift. 
So maybe it's gonna have to be like a a tradition to uh, yeah. you can only wear a hat if it's been given to you. Oh, that's, that'd be a good one. Yeah, and that's sort of the in the spirit of paying it forward and stuff. So you know, I think a a, a lot of Finns that I that I know um, before their first sauna round, they'll they'll actually shower or you know if it's at the cabin or whatever, uh, they'll jump in the lake. So I find it interesting about the banya hat and stuff is uh, I like to go in the hot room with my hair wet. Which I don't necessarily think is a Russian thing, you know? You know where I'm going with that? Yeah, I I can't say it specifically. I would say I typically I'm in there dry. Yeah, you, you go in for round one all dry. dry. Yeah. That's kind of been the way. But uh, yeah. I would say I'm clean. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's maybe the... Yeah, well, yeah, right. I don't know the theory on that one. <clears throat> For those listening that may want to chime in on that one, you're going into round one. Do you go in dry or do you go in uh, wet, you know, with a shower or jump in the lake first? So uh, in spirit of that, uh, we're recording here. I see some levels happening. What I'm going to do is uh, uh, is we're, next time you'll hear our voice, we'll be in the hot room. What was your, what's your first memory of Salman, Dan? probably a false memory <laughs> yeah so i at the jewish community center in st louis park absolutely that was the yeah. growing up were you was your dad into it yeah my father's from israel um but i don't think i lived in israel too and that, it's not a i don't think as culturally mm-hmm. as like russia or somewhere or finland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh that was definitely the the first sauna i probably I, you know I, i'd have to talk to my dad and ask him really how young was i so you were so young, you probably don't remember. Probably. That was your first sauna. That's probably the truth. <clears throat> yeah, right on. Right yeah. On. So then, uh, um, do you re- was your gra- did your grandfather on your father's side uh, is he from Minneapolis as well? No. Yeah. My dad is. Uh, he was born in Israel, and he oh, came cool. here when he was like twenty six. That's that's great. Yeah. I have a couple of buddies, and uh, those that listen to Sauna Talk have heard the Jewish Community Center. Uh, in Minneapolis, St. Louis Park, Minnesota, yeah. mentioned two. Now this is probably the third time. There's a l- real connection with uh, with that sauna and people's <laughs> uh, connectivity to sauna. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm sure there's a couple people that will listen that have, that have been in that sauna. Yeah, that's that's probably where I did the most experimenting and playing around with different different ways. Right. It, it went. Yeah. Extreme, and also there were. A core group of guys when I was going, probably in their 70s, Russian guys, that, you know, they kind of did it their way. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you just kind of go along with that. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of more 10-minute rounds, probably. Yeah. Five minutes out. Maybe one guy had uh, some fruit or something. And then maybe hop in the steam room, even. Yeah. But that was kind of the the way that they did it. But then I, I kind of took it to the, I'm one of the, <laughs> in my youth, because I was pretty young when I was doing it and pretty physical. So, I mean, I was in the yoga mat with a hat on, yeah. doing craziness, things that I don't recommend. In, in the hot room, yes. in the hot room. Yes, yeah. so, <laughs> whatever. But that yeah. that was, that's where it started probably. And, and being a born and bred Minnesotan, yeah. um, has, have, has your sauna experience and repertoire expanded behind uh, beyond you know well beyond the jewish community center to cabins and other places that's you're uh you're you you and this was a good first exposure my dream is to have something like this this is you can ask my wife that's a sauna in the home it's funny my parents have a sauna in their home and it's 
been a <laughs> it's like sacrilegious or something on this podcast. It's been a a storage unit for <laughs> for the thirty years. That listen, I've... <laughs> listen, don't don't feel bad. Now, now here's it's the awesome. thing about Minneapolis, Minnesota is like we live right in in the city of Minneapolis, and it's I wouldn't say this is kind of like a Leave It to Beaver neighborhood. You know, homes are built in the '30s. It's really nice, sidewalks, kids walk to school, that kind of thing. But you don't have to go too far, and I'm only talking about four blocks north of us to be in a very opulent neighborhood, a very old money Minneapolis neighborhood. Homes, late 1800s, most all of them have saunas in the basement. They were built that way. It was a, you know, maybe it was a Scandinavian thing. I don't know. But I would, I, where I'm going with this, Dan, is I would venture a guess that if you took 100 homes in Minneapolis yeah. that have saunas inside of them, 80 probably have boxes stored on the sauna benches. So don't it. feel bad. Yeah. No, I believe it. It's uh, you build your house. It looks like a good idea. And then... Yeah. life happens and yep. which is the whole purpose of this on is to break the rhythm of life but yeah man. that's that's yeah. just funny but it is it's <laughs> ironic so you know that's the story of your parents sauna is yeah. it's a storage room yeah. right yeah. yeah it's beautiful it's uh it's about this size it has an electric stove uh It'd be great. Maybe uh, when we build my own, maybe I'll have to harvest their stove. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so it, uh, what interests you most is a sauna within your house or a sauna like this in the backyard? Is there one that one or the other that that you've been dreaming about more than another? I would say for a home, it would probably be in the home. And then my, from forever, more of a, and it's not so much, oh, I want a business, business, but I want to open a health center. That's definitely... And the sauna is, it just has to be there. And like I'm personally, I've been using saunas since a young age. I mean, since I was 18, I can remember consistently being in the sauna sometimes every day of the week. And that hasn't stopped for, for I'm 30 now. Like, I mean, that's just been the way I've been living. Right on. So you've been sounding your whole life for yes. 30 years. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, where have you uh, taken sauna? In the, just the corporate lifetime type deal right on and how's that sauna for you lifetime where what neighborhood Plymouth how, how is that awesome. sauna? that one specifically is uh I've been in every lifetime probably <laughs> it's like I can yeah. I can describe each sauna right um honestly um the Plymouth one is a long corridor style with the aquarium style front where everyone gets to look at you and there's probably three ovens in a space that's you know 20 30 times the size of this it's just not it doesn't make sense. It can get going, you know. It's the the typical put water on the rocks. You're in trouble all the whole way. Yeah, yeah. They got the signage up there yeah. warding you off yeah. any kind of lolu or steam yes. from sauna from the rocks. So, but do people do it anyway? And do you yeah. put? Yeah. yeah, you have to do it. It's yeah. uh, sometimes I'll bring eucalyptus in and nice. that type of stuff. Yes, it's yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. It's from my perspective, either you have a sauna in your home. Or your only option is to go to a health club, a gym, mm -hmm. a corporate wellness sales marketing driven situation where there's children and there's, you know, there's, there's the rest of the money making scheme right versus on. just have a for adults health center. I saw the post you did in the Chicago. Yeah. Super cool. I was reading that. That's, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, that's the whole in Israel they have that spa type thing. For me, I do a lot of physical stuff. I'm training. I'm doing therapy with people. So I, you know, want to tag on a nice, cool, the way I'm doing that stuff right. with a few. <laughs> yeah. Tell listeners, Dan, about your day job. What do you do and uh, and what got you interested in it? 
since I was, I, right now we have our own office in Wyzetta. I do like physical therapy, massage therapy. And, and what is your job title? I have too many. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, manual therapy. So I would call myself a manual therapist because all of the different modalities that fit inside of that, they are forms of manual therapy. So, you know, and I'm not, I'm kind of anti-titles because if, t- if I tell you I'm a therapist, but I've been playing the guitar since I was 16 and I'm also a front-end web developer, well, now you just, we can't talk about those things. So you don't like labels. I hate them because, because <laughs> I'm but, a... But, you've, okay, so what absolutely. makes you money, what makes you money yes, is is this facility. Yes. And this facility is located... In uh, Wyzetta. And, and are there other uh, folks uh, just in you, this? Just you. Just myself and uh, one partner right on. who's in his 50s, and he's a big proponent of sauna as well. Kind of have, we each have our own kind of way we do things, but yeah. we're, we're buddies. We we look at life the same way, so it's, it works out really well that way. That's great. So yeah. is he a partner in your business? Yeah, we just kind of share a space, and we're very friendly. We're, yeah. It's been, we're friends. We'll be friends forever. If one of us found a new place bigger, we'd be there right alongside doing business together. Yeah, so it's yeah. so maybe I could ask a question if you were to um, describe, you know, the services that you've provided for the last, say, five clients that were in yeah. your office. Uh, maybe share with the listeners uh, what services you provide. Yeah, it's... Uh, I've worked with a lot of things. Okay, the last five ones. It's, well, it's basically you're either on a table, like what would look like a chiropractic table, doing hands-on therapy. And then if you're not doing that, I have basically a program that's been an accumulation of all my life doing this, which I'm teaching people. And then that, that program lives on a website that was launched this year, the Brook Health website. And that's probably becoming the most comprehensive from a... I'm injured, and what do I do next after my 12 weeks of physical therapy? All the way to a double weight, like back squat or a headstand or like very advanced training. But I just kind of, through my own personal, I guess, journey, if you want to call it, I've kind of realized everyone's unique, and I want to put health as the one thing that people would anchor anchor towards versus the performance or even vitality, all these things, because it's kind of. So these five, these last five yeah, uh, yeah. folks, they've they've been on the table. Absolutely. You've been working them. Yep. With your hands. Yep. Okay. It, and then what is uh, is there a, another like is tell us about the full spectrum. I mean, are you prescribing, you know, diet supplements, nutritional stuff, or is it more of the the, the physical uh, body treatment? The whole thing. The, Very holistic. Absolutely. Nutrition yeah. is probably where I've gone furthest with science. Which is kind of in our email correspondings leading up to this. Why you know science can be toxic, information can yeah. be toxic, yes. and we can start talking about how the lining in your stomach—that's called your epithelial lining—how certain things you eat can stimulate all these things, right? You know, I mean, it can get really, 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 really—it gets too much. So yes. now I'm at a point. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's I've gone that far for probably like good five six years like i went to the u of m i studied nutrition there i studied exercise i studied anatomy but you didn't really you get you get uh specialized information basically and that's just not the way it works you have to have this questionnaire that has 200 questions and someone can look at it and go well these are the five 
kind of key things I look at and say, hey, maybe uh, you're swollen and you don't drink enough fluids. Maybe going to the sauna once a week would do you some good. Yeah. Or I'm achy and I've tried yeah. all these things and maybe going to the sauna once a week would do you some good. And I say that. I mean, there was a friend, I don't want to say her name, but she was there last week. She had about two months of a break and she came back stiff. She came back a little swollen. She retains water. A lot of people naturally retain water. Go sit in the sauna, see what happens. And and she used to do it, and she felt amazing when she did it. Mm. And just, you know, in like two sessions. You know, so I have to interject with you, and I, I appreciate what you're saying from a holistic treatment perspective. So, you know, my wife, she's battled migraines for 15 years, and she's been around the horn to all the different specialists and stuff. And it's funny, It's uh, she told me just the other day, she's like, how come the, the person I, how come what's wrong with me is what, is what the person I go and see treats, <laughs> you know? So yeah. you go and see a naturopath. Well, it's, you know, it's what, whatever that is. You go and see a chiropractor. Oh, your muscles are all fucked up. You know, you go and see a, a, um, a neurologist. Oh, you need this drug. You know, it's it, in a way it's a shame about the specialized medicine or specialized treatment yeah. environment we live today is, is you just, you go around the horn and you get treated individually and specifically based on the specialty of your of who you're going to see right yeah right on that's uh having just met so many people i mean neuropathy you name a, a symptom i've probably talked or had my hands on somebody with that and a lot of times they're just getting that information like you're saying like you know there's we need specialists like if you have back pain and you've you're you know the first choice shouldn't be a drug and maybe a chiropractor is the absolute most expert person to deal with that but then unfortunately you know we're a lot of these uh offices you know yeah. they're, they're businesses yeah that's right so it's hard for and they want you coming in three uh yeah. twice a week for six weeks because that's how long it takes to cure that right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's what I guess my like personal mission, because I'm somebody who I want to go behind the curtain and I want to see how things work. I want to understand mechanisms. I want to empower. I want to give you that information because just because you achieve a goal or oh I I you know people do these bodybuilding shows and they they get to five percent body fat and then what you know like these life isn't just a, a static thing. It's dynamic. You have to maintain what you're achieving. It's not this all you know get to that bridge and cross it when I get there. It's it's a bad plan to begin with in my mind. Like it's what are we looking for long term? What do you comprehend? And then how can I transfer this information that's not my information? It's it's been there. The sun has been there for how many, you know, it's it's nothing new under the sun kind of way. It's who's got a, a way to just make it so you comprehend it. Yeah. And then you go through this list and you start seeing, oh Maybe my migraine has something to do with my upper back muscles. Well, why do I have upper back tension? Well, maybe there's three exercises that could help that. Okay, I'm doing those exercises. It's not working. I've been to chiropractors. My joints are in alignment or they slip a certain way. But, you know, I've felt what the relief can be. And, and I see, okay, that's not it. And then maybe it comes down to, it's, you know, something from your nutrition. And maybe that's having a response in your body. And then maybe it ends up being you have something neurological and, and no one's going to be able to help you or there's something that's waiting to be discovered. There's, And it takes that process. and so, you don't. So you that. love the process of that's discovery, what, don't you? Yeah. That's, since I was probably, I mean, probably like since 17, 18, I've worked in a gym. I've been interested in the body. I've 
been reading and as the internet's evolved and mm. and the level of you know information that's out there gets yeah. a little bit higher i'm someone who i don't want to like name drop and be like oh yeah i know that guy and i know that guy and i'm not really interested in being that guy even though it ends up being that you have to be that guy to get the information out there but i i just want to understand how it works yeah and then eventually you start understanding a lot and then you talk to people and they'd be like i didn't know that and i didn't know that and i didn't know that well, i'm like so you're a sponge of information, and there's a there's a lot of it out there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's a great springboard. And one of the reasons why I'm glad Dan is with us today is I'm going to be candid. We're going to dive right into this Dr. Rhonda Patrick study. And, okay. and I wrote down a couple of notes, and I've been waiting for a guy like Dan because I've looked at her shit like two, three times, okay. and I get super confused fast. Yeah. Yeah. But here's what I know. Okay. I've been taking sauna three times a week for 30 years. And I love it. And the first sauna I took, it was in the the real authentic sauna. The first one I took was in the Baltic on an island in midsummer, in June. And we we got flounder and perch from nets in the sea. And I, there was, uh, and it was this beautiful little bay. You know, it was a wood-fired sauna. And we fired that sauna up and we cleaned the fish, boiled some potatoes we had a couple of beers between sauna rounds, a couple shots of vodka after. You get the vibe. And the first time I sat on that bench, I said, there is something here okay. in this, call it therapy yeah. or, but you know, yeah. see, we were, I was doing construction and I was on a scaffolding all day long and it was a rainy, cold summer. And, uh, you know, that my limbs were cold and I was kind of clammy and what, what have you. And my muscles were sore as hell. And the minute I sat on that bench, I said, this is a great thing. And it stuck with me for 30 years. So the fact that there is a lot of research being done about authentic sauna and the experience is, is wonderful. But like, I, I'm not the, you know, I don't need to be the weatherman to know the way the wind blows in the <laughs> sauna for me. And I'm, and I'm really gratified that there are younger people that are studying this thing from a, you know, from a very uh, clinical side. And there's, these studies are producing some great results, but I can't make heads or tails of what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. So you, you've read some of this stuff, you yeah. know what we're talking about? Yes. And I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> there's. You know, you can't say anything bad about anybody, and nothing hurt in specific either. Oh, it's, she seems uh, like a great person. Don't she's committed, know. and yeah. there's so like the way I look at it is this: like because of the years that I put into nutrition studying, mm -hmm. you need scientists, and I could sit here and list out guys that are not 30 years old, guys that are 65 years old that have spent their life as scientists doing research, but the the situation there is, you know, like you take a clinical study, the gold standard trial, you know, control this. That's not how it ends up being in the real world. So mm -hmm. back to the mechanisms. Yeah. Like we're in the sauna, there's heat or sweating that has an effect. Our heart rate goes up that has an effect and it, there's a, an after effect of it, but kind of to, I to take a step back and look at how does the sauna used as a tool to manipulate your body? Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of, came up with a fancy term which I mean, it's not fancy at all but hormonal rhythm mm. and and that's that's what it comes down to and the sauna has a play in that so there's there's stress hormones like cortisol mm. there's hormones that deal with growth like insulin there's uh, another hormone called leptin which deals with like fats and signaling your brain to release ghrelin which deals with hunger and and testosterone all these other things and she references I know like growth hormone factor and and a bunch of things that yeah we can talk about but 
and we should <laughs> but is there a benefit to overloading somebody with you know if you sit here your stroke volume is going to go up but you're talking to somebody who works at a desk job who does not do any aerobic exercise and they're not a, a star triathlete who is concerned with stroke volume and their resting heart rate and their anaerobic threshold and their VO2 max and understanding what those numbers mean and how it applies to the bike when they're in a headwind that they've got to get up. You know, I mean, we can go, I've done triathlon, I've done marathon, I've done it all. And I don't see sauna as a, a performance enhancing. And I kind of get okay. the vibe from that. Right, article. right. That's part of it. I right, think, right, I right. I think that's a little BS. Okay. okay I'm going to sit in the sauna. Like a tail wagging a dog I here. I really think so. For uh, And there's other, like outside of that, there's a, there's a study that they released in a strength and conditioning journal. Yes. And they said that if you if you're going to do a bench press, we all know what a bench press is. You land a bench, you, you get a bar, you press it from your chest to, you know, lock it back mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. They say that you'll get stronger if you do a bench press on one of those balls that are blown up with air. Because somebody's interested in putting on a study. Yes, right. And you're telling me that a 600-pound bench press done on a on a on a bench is going to cause me to, you know, and then you're going to get stronger with a a blow-up ball laying on my back doing dumbbell presses. It's just not Sometimes it's, I'm not saying that it's not even remotely close to what's going on there, but it's this idea of trying to discover more, trying to discover more. And what happened today in the the modern age where a 15 year old kid can go on the internet and type in sauna. And because, you know, these guys are doing a good job with internet marketing and Google search. We can talk about that because I build websites for people like that. And then what happens is you get people thinking that if my, my growth hormone is going to go up, if I go on a sauna. And I'm looking at it for performance. And now maybe you got a guy sitting in the sauna for 60 minutes when he, he doesn't know the technique of a push-up. Yeah, man. And yeah, man. Like, I get it. We get I lost get in the information. We get lost in the information. So let me read Let Go me ahead. read these uh, four points. And you can um, pull them apart, okay. pull them together, okay. expand on them. And I love that we're talking about this. Yeah. And, and I, I have to be candid with you, though, Dan. This is not my forte. When it comes to sauna talk, I am so gratified that you're here and we are talking about it, but I can get lost pretty quick. So these are the notes I wrote from from her article, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Our sauna is the next big performance enhancing drug. Ooh, that sounds like a Google uh, search uh, uh, optimized title, huh? Well, it's unfortunate. We're not going to throw that under the bus. She's great, and, I've, and yeah. she's intelligent, and she's a researcher. Right on. I'm saying that researchers are good for, for researcher. Yes. Like type uh, thinking. Yes. And then there's practical application. Right on. Okay. Okay. So, so you're, you're I'm on your page. I'm on your page. So what, you know, in summary form, you know, she's saying that saunas, uh, you know, um, by increasing your core temperature for short periods as done by using a sauna may offer dramatic improvements uh, to your athletic performance. So you touched on that. And that's one of the uh, areas that her research is, uh, you know, uh, supporting. The second is the concept called hypothermic conditioning may have multiple positive effects on your body from increased endurance to the release of human growth hormone, HGH, and the growth of new brain cells. Number three, your body, and interrupt me on any of these, but there's two, and we'll come back to either of them if you want. Number three, as your body is subjected to uh, reasonable amounts of heat stress, it gradually becomes acclimated to the heat, prompting a number of beneficial changes to occur in your body. 
pretty broad, but we get, I see where she's going with that. Yeah. And we can come back to that. Uh, then I had to write this one because she's making a plug for infrared saunas. And any listener to Sauna Talk and a reader of my blog, Sauna Times, knows wh- which way I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So infrared saunas can significantly expedite the detoxification process as they heat your tissue several inches deep. I, I think I think after one minute when the bell rings, do you turn over in an infrared? I don't, I don't know when the bell goes. No. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, so uh, it's several inches deep, which can enhance your natural metabolic processes. So that's her. That's Dr. Ron Patrick. Those are the four areas, you know, and then there, there's a, just a few bullet points on that, you know, increasing endurance, increasing insulin production, prevent protein degradation, massive release of growth hormone, Something about insulin, which I couldn't follow. You referenced it, Dan. Um, elevating HSP levels, something that's good uh, for helping us heal bruises. Um, uh, heat exposure in a dry sauna has been demonstrated to cause a potent increase in beta endorphin levels, even more than exercise alone. That's what I got written down, and you can talk to any of those points, Dan, that, 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 that's got you going. Um, the simple, and I, I really don't want this to come across like, like, uh, like drama, like, uh, like us versus anyone. That's not what it is. No, good point. So good quality. Beyond that, <laughs> to get back to the, what's going on, it's, there's a million things that are good for us. There are many different stressors that can have these same types of responses that, that were just listed. Things like doing some push-ups fasting there's, there's different ways and what it boils down to there's a term it's called hormesis and it's like a password i've used on like uh some private stuff on my website for people to get access to but that's kind of what it boils down to there's how much of a it's a it's a, an acute a small dose of stress kind of like a flu shot mm-hmm. where your body sees it as a negative stressor it, it's mm-hmm. causing stress but your body's able to respond because of the stress Right That's the same thing as like uh, weightlifting. Like, you know, you take something and it's heavy mm-hmm. and you overload what you can currently do. And then, you know, you spend some time recovering because there's a, a stress there. Your body gets broken down. You start to heal. You come back. Your muscle fibers are a little thicker. Right we can get deeper with that. But then yeah. you, you have a response. So life is all about creating stress. It's if you if you if you don't use it you you lose it that's it's that simple if you sit in a chair for 12 hours a day and never bend your knee past 90 degrees pretty soon it gets really hard the joints just stop thinking they need to bend that way so the if we want to keep it to the sauna like it kind of goes back to who you are if you're somebody who's not in great shape let's say you're 40 percent body fat let's say you're 5'8", you're a guy, you weigh 240 pounds or 50, you know, you're overweight, you're out of shape, you can't walk down the block. Is that bullet point list going to do anything for you? Probably not because you're not sensitive enough to it. So this level of sensitivity to what you're doing, that's what it's about. So if you're somebody who is doing the sauna a lot, you're sensitive to it. You know the difference of being three weeks without being in the sauna and not. You have sensitivity to it. But then we have to ask, what's too much? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like being in the sauna in the morning for two and a half hours, five days a week, that might have a negative response on your workday. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before. Too much sauna. Too much sauna can have a negative response. Too long, too frequently. 
in the wrong situation you know you're sick you've been drinking and you're already dehydrated yeah you know you know talking about <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you dan right. but you know like sound of times you know search engine optimization and all that uh, guess what the number one uh i was just looking at this and i don't study this stuff too much but guess what the number one uh, search references to get to saunatimes.com. Any, any clue? Do you want to throw a guess? Maybe sauna weight loss? Oh, pretty close. I think that's like number three or four. Do you want to take another one? You go ahead. Go, sauna and drinking. Okay, detoxifying drinking. <laughs> go ahead. I, uh, hangover. Sorry. Yeah, you're okay. right. You're dancing hangover. right close to it. Yeah, Can just, sauna cure wow. a hangover? Really? Yeah, so there you go. So, you know, people are reaching for quick solutions here, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and... It's good. The work that she's done is good because she's gone and put out something that is a reference point. Yeah. It's the same thing in the paleo community. Yeah. It's the same thing in like natural movement. And it, it goes on and on and on. And every it's the same thing for web search. It's the same in every domain of information. There's going to be somebody that steps up and says, I want to be famous or I want to do the work or I want to be the one that gets referenced. And it's good and it starts mm -hmm. conversation. So have you ever used sauna to, to cure a hangover? I have. Uh, maybe, yes. I definitely have. I'm not much of a drinker, but uh, yeah. it, it has happened. Well, I would say it's happened for me, too. Yep. I would say this. Okay, so whether you have a hangover or a cold or a muscle you know, twist or whatever, the neat thing about sauna, unequivocally, is that it moves it along. It doesn't cure it. Yeah. It just moves it along. Yeah. I think what it's doing is it's getting your body going, right? Yep. It's... Uh, there's a technical term in, in uh, with spaceships. It's called escape velocity. Ooh, I like that one. So you know, if you heard it. No, but okay. keep going. So you know, a spaceship is is got to fight the force of gravity. So you got the payload, and the payload has to be X the size to break free of the Earth's gravity. So the escape velocity is that amount of inertia or quantum, I think they call it, to, to actually break free from Earth's gravity to now be floating in space. Okay. So that's a way of like. There's we're trying to create energy with what we do, yeah. and and if you want to get Eastern philosophy and start talking about the meridians and all that stuff, I study that. I know it. I I do it with people, the acupressure things like that, but and that's where the chi comes in and this energy. I'm not necessarily talking about it like that. There's metabolism. Okay. And the harder you work, the higher your metabolism should go. And if you have thyroid issues, your metabolism might naturally be lower. Or if you there's there's many factors that you can influence your metabolism. So. The sauna is one, like when you're saying it speeds up your system, it's a stress. It's a fluid-based type of stress. We're going to sweat out fluids. And there's water-soluble things. There's things that will flush out of our system faster and, and kind of speed that process. There's And what do you call that again with the spaceship? Oh, escape velocity. Escape velocity. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it sticks in my head because it's cool. It's like, what does it take? To, to just break free of, of it's called recidivism you know you have this cycle of going to bed too late yeah, waking up too okay. early yes and the sauna is probably from what I, i've been in the float tank the sensory deprivation chambers i've, I've done you know i've had people work on me I, i've yeah. tried things i do meditation yeah. I've, I've done breathing things <laughs> right. you know it, all these things are good but when you get kicked in the ass by some heat and you can be in this box and you you can exclude anything outside it breaks the rhythm and yeah. it physically breaks it breaks you 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 have to fight against it it's in, yes. and it's easy for somebody to do this and they can work up their tolerance you know you're not gonna 
run a marathon day one of running yeah. but it's a lot easier to come sit down somewhere yeah, and breathe yeah, yeah I versus, like that. you know i'm going to teach you how to do a 35 minute headstand which i've done yeah that yeah. that's a three-year process to just be stupid and do something so yeah. stupid that, well we all need some escape velocity and i wish wim hoff was sitting here because i think he would draw a similar parallel to cold therapy yep. this cold thing you know where you're shocking your system and you you have to be careful with this i mean you know you can't just dive right into this and say i want to do this i mean you you have to know your body yep. and and know your regulatory system and be super conscious of of yourself right yeah i've See, the thing about me, I spend one to, I don't know, sometimes six hours on the internet reading everything, including the person we referenced, including Wim Hof, you know, and everybody's cool and everyone's got yeah. a thing and his information is excellent. And, yeah. but I think he'd like escape velocity. Oh, he's, he is one of the many men that are awesome and they're on the level of they've, they've committed to something for their life. And they have a work, and they're, and they're interested in their reputation. And then look what he does. The guy yeah. goes up Mount Everest and sits in ice longer than anybody. He's, he's, yeah. and that's, you know, if he well, wants to say it's through his breathing technique. Yes. And, and, and it, it does have an effect, and I have done yeah. it, but I did it differently. I got YouTube videos that were similar. You know, it's, it goes back to this uh, idea of controlling your chi, which. Controlling the chi, right yes. on. And could it be also brought into the mix that uh, athletes. Whether you're mountain biking or going uh, for okay. you know a run and all that, I mean, is there some escape velocity happening happening with exercise? I think from exercise perspective, we're talking about recovery, and when it comes to recovery, sauna can help. I think most well, and also there's the wellness aspect to it. People with arthritis, I work on a lot of people with arthritis, and sauna has a huge a huge benefit for that. But from a performance perspective. The, the sauna is not going to do anything compared to just going out and doing whatever it is your sport is. If you're a CrossFitter and you have to do, mm -hmm. you know, clean and jerks for sets of 30, which shouldn't be done, and you have to do it with 350 pounds, no sauna time is going to make you be able to lift steel off the ground. It's just, okay. but it might give you, it's like Michael Phelps with the suction cup thing. Yeah, right now. It's not the reason he won. And it, maybe he got like 0.01% of something that, that, did something physically to help him recover but it, it's not so it's uh from a performance we're i think the performance aspect is becoming better at sitting in the sauna it's it's that's as simple as that there's a reason that i can sit and you can sit this long it's because we've built a tolerance to it that's why there's sauna games and and that's yeah. that's yeah. what it's about and that's why there's banya hats and that's why there's banya hats and that's see and then and then the second you move to a competitive realm it's where you're willing to risk injury and all of these things and that's something i steer people completely away from because yeah. I, I don't think it's the way to go no 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 hey you know chicago sweat lodge it's cool it's cool you read that article and yeah. uh, i'll be launching um uh bill trotter uh he's the general manager of chicago sweat lodge and what a what a cool thing. You want a shot of water? Here, grab, grab, grab this. No, and then you stay with mine, and then we'll, when we're done with the round, we'll go after your water. But the thing is, is uh, at Chicago Sweat Lodge, there is a demographic there. There are these, these Mexican boxers that initially got introduced to Chicago Sweat Lodge because of their, you know, that, that crazy deal where they have to make weight, you know. So Can I they, quickly yeah, shoot. Okay, so everything in that article, everything performance in the world of performance, it matters. When you're Lance Armstrong, 0.1% matters. Like that's that's what it's about. When you have a Ferrari, you don't drive around at 300, you know, 3,000 RPMs. You have to max it out to know if it matters. So is the sauna a part of a regimen that can improve like your performance? 
Absolutely. For the reasons listed above. But it's not... Most people aren't at that level. No, no so no question. But the boxers okay. are at the level of, of making They're weight. Yeah. So they get the idea of uh, water weight and losing that water weight for their for the, when they when they weigh in. But the cool thing about it is these Mexican boxers started, you know, showing up the night before the weigh in or the morning of or who knows what. But the, it's so neat to see them coming back and back and back because it, it's not about making weight anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They've gotten into the process. Yeah, you want you want a cold shower? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I you want me to go first? No, that's all good. I'll go first, um, in, unless you want to go and you know how to turn it on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here, set this outside. Son's got the best sound in Minnesota. <laughs> was such a treat you know and the kids were super young and stuff <clears throat> and it'll be like you know I'd borrow some time and I'd be like Julia I'm gonna go out and sauna you know and then uh I have a couple buddies over have a beer or two whatever and I'm thinking what this is such a this is such a hack you know right on my own property I can escape have a couple of beers with some buddies have a great sauna and, you know, she's inside dealing with the kids, you know. But anyway, the point is, is I developed this thing where you treat every sound around like it's your last. So because I never know, like, if a kid was going to come out and needed something or, yeah. you know, Julia said, oh, you got to change a diaper, you know, whatever. So so I always do like the full clean rinse. And uh, I think that's a holdover for when, for when my from when our kids were very, very young and especially up at the cabin where you just never know. Like, and now later in life, you know, the kids are older and stuff, you know, she may come down and, you know, if we're at the cabin, she'll be like, hey, it's already 630. We're, we're supposed to be at the, at the Birmingham's by now, you know, and I'm yeah. like, shit, I'm only in round two. Yeah. But anyway, if I have a clean rinse, then yeah. I'm, I'm always ready to go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. That's practical. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It's the, uh, it, the one thing is when you, when you're trying to talk, uh, phd science and your yeah. your brain's getting attacked by heat yeah that's, was a that's, challenge. that's fun you, you know, that that's reminds, all good that reminds me i i saw wilco up in duluth and uh they were playing impossible germany one of my favorite tunes uh, by that band and, and in general and and it was a it was a duluth night it was i think it was doesn't matter what month it was i don't know but because it can go crazy up there at any time but the wind was coming in off the lake and it was blowing cold and it was mist heavy mist and uh yeah and jeff tweedy said you know after playing the song he says he says this is like navy seals he says yeah you can can you play you can play that solo but can you play that solo in the wind and the mist and the rain right (laughs) so it's like you can you talk all this shit in the in the 170 degrees but i'll throw water on the rocks (laughs) yeah so okay so we hatch out uh, her right is there anything more you want to say because i want to talk about one more on her that that whole deal. I've I've been wanting to talk about her study with somebody, okay. and so you came into my life. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to drill into that. And I think you handled it like impeccably well. You made yeah. me feel really good about it. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, or should I go to the next thing? We can go to the next thing. That's tip. What I what I seem to do for people when I meet them is they come to me with major complexity, yeah. like something crazy, and usually people leave and go, "Oh, I feel much." calmer about this situation yeah i 
will never stop studying and researching and learning and you know i could we could spend a few hours and i can pull up my computer and we could you know check out my just let's go to my history and and go the next last 10 years and see where i've been and and, and this kind of thing but so I, I come to these points not just as some, oh, I don't like this person or that person or I don't like this philosophy, you know, I don't like vegetarians or I don't, no, I'm, I want, I'm at this moment in my life making my opinions based on what I understand and I, I know that I happen to have a very big picture of how things work from a political, economical, actual, practical, health, science, nice. you know, spiritual, all of these things. I, I try to put it there, but then, okay, what the hell are you going to wake up tomorrow and do first thing in the morning? And how is that helping your process? So three months from now, I always say progress is change. So how is that going to create change that you're trying to create? And sometimes you're an elite athlete. And these scientific things matter, and the majority of people aren't elite athletes. And I would actually pressure people because that's what's terrible about the fitness industry, is that being an elite athlete is not a good thing. It it's it's you only have so many maximal go crazy things in moments in your life. Like why every day take on and abuse your body yeah. instead of do things that actually encourage your body. Yeah. Don't be a, a weakling if you're a dude and you can't pick up you know, two, three, four hundred pounds off the floor, like a deadlift, let's say, let's get it, let's, let's get there, but it, we don't need to get there tomorrow, and it's not sustainable to go crazy, and, and that's kind of the, mm-hmm. that's the philosophy, so when you get into these, should I intermittent fast for six hours or eight hours, should I take in this many calories or that many calories, well, maybe it matters for you, but if there's a good chance that you haven't gone through these few steps before that, and those steps like are on my website, but they're they're there. We could, you know, it's like if if you're not drinking some water, if when you pee, you're not your pee isn't clear. Well, let's deal with that before we start talking about what electrolytes to put in your foods. Yeah. You know, like there's an order of operation. Yeah. That's kind of. I like it. I I like that. So yeah, I would think maybe in your day to day, one of the challenges is to not talk too much. You know, not reveal too much because <laughs> you got you got such a a, a full rainbow of 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 knowledge and it's easy to start yapping on about what you know when really the 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 mission is to help people right right then that's you know probably uh just being a little not necessarily older because i know i work with people that are all the way up to 89 so i mean i've met people that are not only there's the know-it-all but then there's also the talk too much and i'm probably guilty of talking too much and oh i learned this new study and let me tell you how it works and hey you're wrong because you're doing this yeah, but yeah. but that doesn't allow me to meet you where you're at and try to get you to see it the way i see it so there's there's no point for me to sit here and rattle off did you know that i did blah 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 blah, blah or i worked with da 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 or i know da 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 no it's like what's coming and i should shut up and listen and if you listen then usually you can hopefully be aware enough to have the right thing and recall that information and help somebody because that's we all should just be in a constant you help me i help you yeah yeah you learn and you help yeah very good so okay so talking about studies um the other study (laughs) that i wanted to chat with you on is uh i'm telling you like i think it was about early in early last year early in 2015 everybody was reporting and re-reporting on this study that was released from the university of eastern finland um, and I was getting emails like left and right, and 
uh, you know, links to BBC, New York Times. The whole blogosphere was lit up on this thing. And what this study from the University of Eastern Finland reported on is they tracked 2,300 middle-aged men for an average of 20 years. <clears throat> and what they came up with is that frequent visits to sauna result in lower death rates from cardiovascular disease and stroke. So it was really interesting to see. And I, I, I see you shaking your head. I remember, and I was so intrigued about how that story got clickbaited and, and re-headlined. Re and the it, it, somebody started writing, saunas make you live longer. And then everybody started re, rewriting that, you know, re hashing that as the headline of of the story which is a, just a wonderful example of uh, mcdonald'sizing a, a, a study results you know saunas make you live longer you know so anyway i think you're familiar with this uh, this study and the researchers were quick to state that because of the unique properties of finnish saunas their results are not applicable to steam baths or hot tubs so a Finlander said that, which I thought was just tremendous. You know, he's like, we're not talking Steve Bass. We're not talking hot tubs, man. This is sauna, you know. And then the last thing I'll say is that the researchers also emphasize that the very nature of the Finnish sauna is designed to reduce stress. So, so I thought that was interesting, too. So you see where I'm going with that? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying that, you know, saunas uh, result in lower death well, rates yes. from cardiovascular disease and stroke, but it's not maybe uh, linearly connected physically. It could be that people that sauna, they know how to chill out. That's, yes. Uh, let's just, let's, let's take it like the most practical, simple. Yeah. There's a sauna and it's not in your backyard. So you probably need some time to get there and you probably need some time to get home. And you probably didn't have a huge meal right before you went in to do it. And you're probably going to go to bed at a reasonable time because you got to, you know, it's just. Because you're tired and you want to sleep Exactly. Well. So, I mean, it's yeah. just that alone means yeah. that you're taking time away from your day to do something for yourself that has to be stress relieving. Mm -hmm. And it, it just that alone would make somebody live yeah. longer yeah. or make better decisions later on. I mean, that's, yeah. let me do that the whole with every single thing <laughs> that's really good that's really good so <clears throat> that's what i wanted to uh, touch on are those two things with, with you as a guy that's very well read and is supercharged on health and wellness from a holistic perspective and what's really neat is that you know sauna is a tool in your toolbox yeah like on the on my website the brook health website there's like self therapy protocols. What can, can you, you spell the, your website name? It's just my B A R U C H E A L T H dot com. Just one word, but uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Cool. It's uh, and there's you know the the idea of contrast therapy. It's on there, and just the it it should be a hot and cold, and it's there's times for both that you can, you know if you walk down the street and you smack your knee against something and it swells up, that's a good time for ice. Yeah. If you waited three days and now you think you're going to ice or somebody's telling you to ice every single night, mm -hmm. it's probably not doing you much good. Yeah. If But so there's the idea of it needs to be hot and cold. 
What do you like? You like? I don't have a great selection of beers. You like Labatt's? I'm, I'm, whatever, like, whatever. Okay. Are, are you like super easy? I'm, I'm probably the most laid back guy you're gonna meet. Okay, wait, when, okay. So note to those that own their own saunas and invite people over to sauna. When faced with somebody that says I don't care, when they say I'd like a beer, you reach for the worst beer in the fridge. Okay. <laughs> no, he's, Dan's shaking his head up and down. He's on board with that. Well, all right. I'm, <laughs> Here's a good one, actually. This is Fulton. Fulton, you know Fulton, right? I'm not. See, I'm like, I'm, you're like the most, uh, Blondie, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're the only Minnesotan I know. I'm the only Minnesotan you know. Now, how does that, you're from Minnesota. You live in Minnesota. Isn't that great? Come on. Give me. I, I've, uh, I've been what about, what about when you went to the grocery store today? That was a there's, Minnesotan. There's not a lot of real Minnesotans. How do you figure? I, I didn't grow up here. You grew up here. I don't know. It's uh, Explain that, Dan. A guy who's got his own cabin, who's got a uh, resort. You know, th- this is the way Minnesota life is supposed to be lived. Yeah. That's, yeah keep that's, talking. That's, now I'm... <laughs> that's, keep talking. <laughs> and, and it's probably a little uh, jealousy, and uh, but but a good type of jealousy. It's uh, this, this, what you got, you know, this layout is definitely what I would like to see in my house one day. Right on, right on. Well, that makes me really pleased. I mean, you know, to share what you love with others that dig it is is a great feeling, you know, and 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 I appreciate that. And and I think, you know, that's kind of one of the <clears throat> the driving forces for sauna times. I mean, when I when I took that sauna 30 years ago and I told you that story in the hot room, it really changed me. It meant something to me on a lot of levels even on a social level, you know, it was just so friggin' fun to hang out with these guys from a different country. And we bonded, you know, and, and, uh, we were able to escape, you know, it was a beautiful thing, you know, to be able to be there and be on this journey together through a sauna session. And, and I just feel very gratified that that affected me as deeply as it did. And I've been able to take it with me and grow it for 30 years. And there are so many wonderful things happening with authentic sauna in now we've reached a tipping point and i think what you touched on earlier dan I, I yeah go See, i had a little sip of beer now the real me comes out yeah no i didn't i haven't said how i even came across you i i and i gotta i was ill prepared by uh not trying to go through my history and bookmarks and stuff but i'm pretty sure it was like 2009 maybe 2008 that i found your website I was probably yeah. This is this has got to be. It's my math. I'm not a mathematician. I'm yeah. I'm genius in some things, and and I can't do addition. Uh, I was probably like 22. Yeah, right. so somewhere in there okay. that I was on your website, and yeah. I think I was even in Israel. And I'm like, wow. saunas, and it's like saunas in Minnesota, and yeah. it's this dude building saunas in Minnesota. I'm like, <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. What the hell yeah. is this? This yeah. is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And now eight years, you know, we're sitting here. <laughs> And it's taken eight years for us to get together and have a beer. But life is such a beautiful thing. I mean, one of my most, I could tell you stories all night. And God, everybody loves talking about themselves. And we're, we're here to talk about you, Dan, and whatever. So forgive me, but I could list story after story after story how Sauna Times and Sauna <clears throat> have brought me really close friendships, amazing connectivity, interconnectivity that, I mean, it's astounding. And, and, you know, maybe I got to sit down and write this shit down. But, you know, Tom Orlando comes to mind. He was, he's on Sonotalk. He's the first guy 
that I interviewed for Sonotalk. He is my soul brother. When he, I'm Italian, he's Italian. When we get together, it's like I'm with my brother. You know, when you're with someone that you connect with so well that you don't need to talk, that's a sign of a friendship. Yeah. The other sign of a friendship is like when you haven't seen them for a long time and when you get back together, it's like you've never been apart. And another sign of friendship is you can tell them anything. Yeah. And I can tell Tom anything and he can tell me anything. And and that kind of relationship is, is so, it's rare. Yeah. And I would say that it's getting more rare in this kind of like weird, you know, social media world. And, you know, deep, meaningful relationships are so precious. Yeah. Number two. Uh, John Peterson. I was with him all day yesterday. I sat in the front seat with his dad. We drove out to central Minnesota to look at a mobile sauna for the 612 Sauna Society. (laughs) And we have a mutual friend who's also on the steering committee of the 612 Sauna Society. And what John is doing and the connection I have with him, I got to, we got to chatting a little bit and I was telling him a little bit about fatherhood. Okay. So our youngest is 17 years old. I'm 54 years old. JP is like 34. He's actually closer in age age to my son than he is me but i feel like he is like my kin and so we had this beautiful conversation about relating you know me relating to my son through john who is like this literal like midpoint in age and that's a precious thing So anyway, enough of that. But those are two examples of how sauna, you know, and here you were eight years ago on saunatimes.com yep. clicking around. So this is a meaningful thing. The fact that the, that this connection is made and, 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 and my mind is going somewhere. And if you can guess where and what I'd like to talk to next, I'm going to give you another beer after you finish this one. So, but I'll give you a big, massive clue. I want to learn a little bit about more of the brick and mortar of your facility, where it's at and how you would potentially like to expand that facility or your next facility yeah. and what you would like to include in that facility and how I can help you. So there you go. There's a big softball. Now, the big question is, what am I talking about? Any guess? Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I get confused. Your facility. Yeah, if I followed all that. Of, of where, you, where you practice. And okay. uh, if you would, if you could expand it, like a, in yeah, physically, yeah, yeah, yeah. physically expand it, what would you want to put in your facility, and how can I help you? Okay. Okay. Softball. Yes. Um. The current the current place is not that place. Okay. It's the ceilings are two feet too short. Okay. But besides that, it's still not the right place. We need a standalone building. But uh, it's kind of funny. I was talking to my wife. I go, I'm, I was going to say, well, if it's anybody out there listening. And you want to get involved. I, honest to God, it's like my passion to put a health center together. Right. The way, uh, so the current facility we have, it's small. It's, it's about 2,000 square feet. And we have off, a couple offices. we got a nice gym floor. And we have a private place where I put my, you know, where the table's at. And it's, it's got a cool vibe. I'll have to yeah, right I'll have to get you a picture. I, tr- I tried to make it, uh, you walk in, this is my mind. So there's like a, a wall of pictures and huge skeleton and bones and like hey something's going on here this isn't a typical massage place or chiropractor but the uh the sauna aspect of it there has to be a live water inside somewhere where you could dip your feet or something this has been i have another buddy who he said in orlando they have a place and my brother's been in vegas a few times and and that's where you get these kind of creative steam baths where there, you can place to, sh- to shave or there's these thunder showers where you stand and the yeah. and the the water's hitting you everywhere so that's 
it it needs to go that way. It needs yeah. to be some. There's you know I've been heard of places where they have you know minerals on the walls and yeah. there's different so that kind of a thing. It's the a salt thing. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, you have to have cold tubs. Yes. I don't know if you know much about the sensory deprivation chamber, the float tank. I'm there's sure one uh, in Lake Nokomis I've okay. been to a few times. Okay. They're cool. They're there's something very therapeutic. That, if, that could be a tool in the tool belt. Absolutely. If you're into meditation. There is no more intense meditation that can be done yeah. outside. Of th- that that is the place because you yeah. close your you close the door. It's pitch black. You become weightless and you just you just disappear. And if you got music, you could do that. But I mean, I did like mm-hmm. typical is ninety minutes of just blackness. Um, okay, so, we're so, back to the yeah. yeah we're so back. <laughs> in, in the spirit of free association, so we got a little endorphin rush going. Yeah. This is what's great about sauna talk. Like round one gets very practical. It's very practical. Yeah. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. <laughs> you come out. You you cold shower. You have a beer. Get a shiver. <clears throat> get a little shiver going. We're gonna go into hot room here in a minute, but we start free. You, you, the endorphin rush builds, and this. Tom Orlando, I just told you about him. He coined the term sauna talk because he thinks sauna talk is crazy talk. And it is crazy talk. But we need more sauna talk. Yes. Because without crazy talk, things oh, yeah. don't happen. Yep. Like don't do you think Uber was invented exactly. without the equivalent of sauna talk? Yep. You know? Even uh with the guy that I do business with now, um, you know, we we could go a few months, but you know, you just have, and I'm in no means a, a drinker. I don't, I, well, I you can't. Finish that one pretty quick. I, I got a good taste. Um, <laughs> it's a great beer. Um, but you, sometimes you got it, and and sauna is a, a one of those ways where you can kind of see what else is in your brain <laughs> yeah yeah right well you know you know that's a hell of a point i mean where where some people can kind of like let their mind go and talk freely you know unfortunately alcohol or drugs you know it is is in our culture yeah. that environment yeah. but it need not be i mean you know sure we're going to have a beer we're you know you're going to leave tonight and and if you got pulled over by a cop you're going to be fine yeah. because I know you. You're not like a heavy, strong drinker. And those that are like really into sauna and stuff enjoy a little alcohol beverage. You know, not everybody, but some do. But it's not this like you don't need that to create free thinking and open creative thinking. As a matter of fact, you know, you get into stupid conversation in bars. The uh Probably personally right now, the reason I'm saunaing sometimes earlier in the day, which I really probably wouldn't recommend... Cause it does wear you out, but I wake up in the morning and I get glued to my, my computer situation. So I got three massive monitors <laughs> on a big IKEA desk and a supercomputer and I sit yeah. there and I, and I consume and I'm working and I'm yeah. learning and I'm, and I'm doing that yeah. and I try to get away. But sometimes, you know, I don't do that until I have to be at an appointment at, you know, one o'clock or two o'clock. So I get stuck. But if I just say, I'm going to go to the sauna and sometimes I take my phone with me and I bust out my note-taking app and, and that's it. I just shut it all off. I get in the sauna and some of my best writing, I you know, I, I don't do too much blogging right now, but a lot of that has come from just note-taking and writing from the sauna. Like totally, that's totally. So there's 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 two prongs to this. The first is <clears throat> it's a wonderful place for collaboration, like Dan and I are doing right now. We're gonna have a wonderful conversation about his facility is that what you'd call it yeah. your, your place and i know some great shit is going to come out of this is it sauna talk 
probably, but it's going to take us somewhere, and that's great. So you got that working, collaboration. The second thing about sauna that's so wonderful is you, is you have that solitary time where there's no distractions and you know the cell phone stays in the changing room you know and you're sitting in the hot room and it is a magical thing that's why i always have a clipboard i have this clipboard it's right here right here but you know when i solo sauna you know not every time but usually i'll be like shit and then that's why I, i i used to have pens but i only bring the pencil in the hot room if I really get going, but sometimes I'll just hang out in the hot room, hear some great tunes, decompress from a busy week, whatever. And I, and I call it untangling the wires in your head. You can do that through collaboration with others. Yeah. And often that's a beautiful thing, but sometimes you just need that time alone to untangle your own wires. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, the, the clinical term is rumination. That's like, yeah, rumination. you know, you just, you just keep thinking and thinking and thinking of the same thing. Like, I'll be sitting and looking at a problem. It might be like, so like the website, I, I've done all the development for it. And it's massive. It's, uh, if anybody wants to get in there, you know, whatever, you can get a hold of me. But it's, uh, it's massive. There's like four, 600 pages or something like that. And it's just, it's a big complex system. And I'll sit there and I'll look at it and I'll look at it and I'll look at it. And something so obvious. And sometimes it's literally, I go to the sauna because yeah, yeah. I get away and it's yeah. actual getting away. And then you look at the, the that's that's what the a good teacher can do, you know. If you want to call yourself a master, you look at the same problem, but you, you're able to see it from a different perspective. And sometimes it takes collaboration, or sometimes it takes, you know, a real space. But the 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 kick of the heat and the the shift, you know, mentally, I think that that can do that for you big time. All right, back back with you here on Sauna Talk. <clears throat> Dan, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, in Minnesota, easy, Baruch. Dan, Dan Baruch. And uh, we got some music here in the background. We'll let this play out a little bit. Uh, we're, we're hanging out between Sauna Rounds, South Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, we were chit-chatting about Dan's practice and uh, the integration of a uh, authentic sauna as part of the therapy that, uh, that is available through Dan's, uh, Dan's practice. And um, so we were chit-chatting about that in the hot room. We spared you from that conversation, that sauna talk. Any, any follow-up on that, Dan? Uh, we definitely are uh, brainstorming on the, right, the, right, the higher frequencies. But uh, it really hits home the, the necessity of sauna as a part of you know your your nutrition and your body work and your you know your active physical practice your exercise and then just one other way of you know improving your health is is the sauna and should be part of a program that's absolutely right on if you could have a kick-ass mobile sauna and bring it anywhere in the world and take a sauna where would you choose i'm gonna have to go somewhere with uh mountains somewhere snowy so I guess we're gonna. Is is there mountains at like the North Pole or something? Ooh, we'll go we'll, we'll go find Santa and mm-hmm. and uh and take it. So something something that direction. Something I've never been to Alaska. Yeah. Alaska's probably got something something to offer. Something yeah. something I I see with mountains and cold. 
So, so you can go so, hop in the in the in the water. So I can imagine you hitching up the mobile sauna to your vehicle and just start driving, get out to Seattle and work your way yeah. and start heading north, right? And you could probably pull over at any point, you know, where the, there's a mountain stream, and just nestle that sauna right in amongst the uh, banks of a really cool mountain stream. And would you be playing music or not? I'd have to go. I'd have to go. No, if you're out in the nature, I guess you gotta go. No. <laughs> so Dan, if you could arrange a sauna session with one other person, anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would you choose? Okay, I knew this question was coming, and my initial and super cheesy answer is my wife, but it's the truth, All right? Because because uh, to go beyond that, now we got like a list of probably like a hundred people that I could rattle off. That would be <laughs> super duper cool to. Maybe Jimi Hendrix is close to the top of the list. Okay. How about your wife and Jimi Hendrix? Would you sit between the two of you, or would you put your <laughs> wife next to Jimi Hendrix? I think I gotta sit in between, but okay. but I but yeah. I don't <laughs> so Dan, what you're obviously into sauna. You know, we talked about the Jewish Community Center and all that. In what phase of the sauna process do you most enjoy, and why? And you know that that when I ask that question, it's when you think about it, it broadens widely, like from when you wake up in the morning and know you're going to take a sauna to when you actually like start the process, do the sauna rounds. You know, what, what phase of the sauna process do you most enjoy? Okay. Only, uh, so I've gone pretty extreme. I mean, I, and I've done like the sauna to the hot tub and I've been in the hot tub where I'm cold and I know I'm supposed to be hot, but it's, I'm just so depleted. There's a point where I, I, maybe it's all in my head, but I feel like even like the teeth have become dehydrated and like the top of your head, you touch it and the scalp is just a little thinner. When you get to that point, then you're like in like real, that's like all the way and that you can't really get there every time you know that could be like a fifth round or a sixth round and that just doesn't happen nor is it healthy to do good yeah it's 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 just not even uh (laughs) but that's why it's special so uh so you enjoy that a a couple maybe once every couple months you gotta really push it to the limit but uh besides that I, i there was a previous guest that said that that initial first time you walk in that that dry heat that that first time that the that that's a that was a cool observation and and that that really says something to like okay i'm i'm here i'm getting i'm i'm like it's different it's a shift it's like the rock in the windshield you're like okay but then you that that's it you broke the rhythm so that that is a wonderful uh phase of the sauna process that you know in uh uh, that's a little bit like the return of an old friend where in our climate in Minnesota, a lot of times summer saunas are, if, if they're had, if, they're, if, if you take summer saunas, they're a little different because the vibe is different. But there's this certain thing that happens when it gets cold, when it starts like, you know, it's really cold. And we know this as Minnesotans, our feet are cold. You can feel that like cold air on your face. And all that, <clears throat> and then you're right. When you step into that sauna for the first round, and and that unique blast of hot, dry air hits you, it's a very, it's like a warm blanket, isn't it, Dan? That's that's exactly the uh, the word I've used, the warm blanket, and it's it can be the most soothing thing because you just 
you can sit there. It's like you crawl up in the fetal position almost. You just yeah. it just hits you. Right on, right on. So we talked about your current sauna um, situation is uh, Health Club, Lifetime Fitness. Tell the listeners here about your typical sauna routine. Uh, Unfortunately, from... How long it takes. Yeah. This does not have to be, you know... um, something to aspire to because you know you're you're cool enough to say that this time in your life right now your saunas are you know at a health club and that's okay you know so yeah, yeah. you don't have to make any excuses but i just think it's really neat to know what your typical sauna routine is all about yeah um right now with just my schedule and the way home life goes i have not been taking them in the night so i'm i'm kind of been a day about 10 o'clock, 10, 10, between uh, 10 and 11, I'm, I'm in there. And I'm typically, I just walk right into the building and I'm in there. And no workout beforehand? Never. That's, uh, we didn't hit that. Uh, I'm very anti going to the sauna before any extraneous exercise. How about working out and then sauna? I suppose that would be okay. But you're not a workout guy. <laughs> um, not very much so. I am a workout guy. But, uh, the sauna, I think, should be treated as its own situation. If you're going to do it properly, you should go there for relaxation and to push it and to see, you know, where is your, where are you at? If you only got five minutes and now you got 20 minutes, there's something going on here. Okay, so you show up mid-morning. Yeah. Then what? Uh, the first round right now, the only thing I don't know is temperature-wise. I'm guessing it's under 200. And it's got to, you know, it's probably in that 180 to 200 range. And I'm in there, if it's social situation, I mean, I, I'll go up to 30 minutes on that first round. Yeah. That's a long first round. Yeah. And you sneak a little water on the rocks, even though it's OSHA non-certified at <laughs> Lifetime Fitness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, if, so that's, that's if I'm feeling good, if I'm feeling it. If I'm not feeling it, I pretty rarely go less than 10 minutes. And I try to do all the fluids before I get there. Yeah, explain to the listeners what you mean by that. So I'm, I'm, well, my, my routine in the morning, I, I do some tonics. I do some water stuff that sits on the site, some lemon. You do gin and tonics or straight tonics? <laughs> so I, I, gin and tonics is actually my favorite hard oh, drink. Right. Um, I, there's, there's a big, you know, that's a good question, you know, also for you. Like a lot of people say, you know, don't do water in the sauna. And some people say, you know, I see people drinking water in the sauna. Lately, I'd say the last year or so, I've been doing water outside of the sauna. Okay, before your first round? Yeah, it's it's maybe an hour before. I haven't eaten, you know, an hour or two hours. I, I'm definitely a fan of being closer to empty, you know, stomach-wise, digested, and I'm in there. And then that, that, first, that first one, it's a pretty good sweat. I'm not showered typically before that, and I don't know, you know, that's, that's just what I've been doing. It's fun to see the beads kind of hit your hand, hit your legs, and, you know, go from wet, you know, from dry to wet. And then... How, how much water will you uh, consume before round one? So I'm... In the morning, I do probably two to three glasses of coffee, which has, like, maybe three tablespoons of ground coffee. And then I take in about, like, 32 ounces of uh, some clean water. Yeah with lemon and uh, aloe vera juice and apple cider vinegar and then and explain that combination for the listeners what what's up with that yeah they're all good things um aloe vera is very soothing on the stomach some people have like a mild laxative response to that the lemon does a lot of things for cleansing and it tastes good tastes really awesome and then so that's your elixir so to speak yeah. 32 ounces of that yeah 32 ounces yeah it's uh there's a recipe there on the site we could even 
yeah so there's like maybe like five or six different kind of tonics that i'll do but uh that's the typical morning and that's about it's i use one of the mason jars it's just you know nice glass simple yeah. so i do like one of those full and then it's typically after your coffee right yeah okay so i don't really eat too much typically in the morning Same. unless there's been some like heavy duty training regularly and there's muscle soreness in the morning maybe i'll get some food in yeah. but almost always i'm um, I'm so you'll go to the sauna with with having eating eaten nothing, yes. and you'll be there mid morning. Yeah. Okay. And you'll have thirty two ounces of water, some coffee yep. in your system. Yep. So you're well hydrated. Absolutely. Okay. So you walk in, and 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 this is interesting. So for Dan, your your gig is you're going for a sauna session. You're not going for the exercise bikes, the weights, whatever. You're on a mission. You go in round one. It lasts as little as 10, but it's a long first round. Sometimes you can get, what, 20 minutes, half a little more? Okay, keep going. And uh, I kind of go by heart rate. So if I feel my heart rate's elevated and I... Do you have a uh, a machine or you just feel it? it. If it's it's thumping through the chest, it's uh, it's too much. you know, like I personally, I've done a lot of endurance training in the past and triathlon, marathon. So I've I've kind of done the whole heart rate monitor, and I know. But I mean, really, if you can just if you can feel it and it's 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 pumping, it's dut 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 dut. It's probably time to get out. Okay, okay. So this is really interesting for you listeners. You know, I mean, maybe I'm getting too into this. I don't know. But for most people, they say to themselves, "I'm hot. I need to leave the hot room." Yeah. Right. Where Dan's. Dan's listening to another regulation, a, a deeper regulation. He's listening to his heart. Yeah. His heart is a, arguably a better barometer of time to leave the hot room than how you feel temperature-wise. Is that right? Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of funny how he started this podcast, very uh, anti-sauna for training. I'm going in with the mindset that this is a stress response. This is for training. But it's not going to grow my legs or my or my biceps or my back. It's just. But I'm going in there, hoping that I I want to I want to see where I was and where I am. Like that's so you know if I go with a friend and I sit in there and I know they're struggling at five minutes yeah. and they their their pores aren't you know they're not breaking yeah. a sweat and you can see shortness of breath and I can see their chest breathing and they're not yeah. belly breathing and their anxiety levels are rising. You know, we got we to gotta work towards a 10-minute or 15 or 20, or maybe they don't sweat right away, yeah. and we want to sweat. So. So, so so, another question along those lines, Dan. How is it that, like, two people can go in the sauna, and person A could start sweating fairly quickly yeah. in the sauna round, where person B dry as a bone? It, it, do you have any insight into that? It's a, it's, that's, that's the one study that I want to see. So if anyone's listening, you know, put that one in the, in the comments. Cause the, there's a lot of people that say that the number one thing that you're trying to achieve with regular sauna use is that within five minutes, you do break a sweat, that that's some sort of sign that your lymph system, that, you know, the, the dermis, the, the skin is clean and it's, it's, it's working. Okay. I know people. I like that. I like that, and I accept that. Now, those of you that sauna a lot and aren't, you know, take a long time to get a sweat going, I got something for you. Do what Dan does, and this is one of my general principles: is I highly suggest drinking 32 ounces of water before your first round. And I'm telling you, with that much water in your system, you're going to pee and you're going to start sweating. And I think that's good for you. 
right? I mean, because what you're trying to do is jumpstart that. You're trying to get those pores opened up. You're trying to create that level of flow. And just because you've had 32 ounces of water doesn't mean your water intake's over. But I will say having a having a brewski is not the end of the world as long as you're well hydrated. Yeah. yeah. So that's round one, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the... Uh the brewski helps if, if uh, especially in our situation, like today we are at what time is it now? It's you know it's eight thirty, and I've had maybe three ounces of steak all day and a little coffee. So I mean you know you have a beer, you get a little sugar to the system. Yeah. We're used to it. I mean this is like the best situation yeah, possible. Yeah, 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 and the unintended benefit is there's something about a beer. I mean you know hey, for those that don't drink totally get it it's totally cool maybe your psychological deal is a little kombucha or some you know tea or whatever triggers relaxation in your own mind and i you know for i'd say a large number of people a beer is that a lot of guys you know like the beer maybe you know maybe for the females i don't know i'm not a female but you know i just really believe that there's something really awesome about that like with the guys that come over to my backyard sauna you know we're not alcoholics, but beer has got like, it's got a like kind of an important role. Oh, what'd you bring over? Oh, it's a double IPA. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, you know, that's like part of the culture. And what you're doing is you're creating this, like this vibe of, of relaxation. It's like this and in the craft brewery world, you know, it's like, you know, beers are made for you. It's not like Miller where Miller makes beer, you know, and you're going to like it. You know, the whole thing about that when people bring over beers and stuff, it just creates this like, this is for you and this is your time and let's relax together. And uh, just that sip, I think psychologically does something really nice for you. But anyway, what a digression. Sorry about that. uh, In our break there, we were kind of chatting and I was saying, I don't really like to talk about myself too much, even though you kind of have to. But uh, the one thing you were kind of opening up about yourself to to flip it we were talking about how it's a back a backyard retreat and that really nails it on the head and i just i want to give you know props before i forget that that this you know being at your place here and that goes along with the i mean you go to mexico an all-inclusive situation you're probably going to have a miami vice or something you know and when you want to make a proper backyard retreat you might have a beer or or a kombucha i'm a huge fan of kombucha i drink that like a couple times a week But, I mean, it's, uh, I just wanted to say that Glenn's got the coolest uh, backyard retreat around. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Dan. I mean, you know, what can I say? I, I love having you here, you know, and this is a good vibe. This is a great vibe. It's great having you here. Great having you around for Sauna Talk. We're having a beer. We're listening to some music. Uh, this is Little Dragon. I mean, just chilling out. This is Sauna Talk. And we're done with round two. We're going to finish up here. And uh, I got one more question for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, typical sauna routine level, finish up on that one. So you're done with round one. Yeah. Then what happens? I go right. I'm lucky enough. There's a pool. The, the water's pretty cold. So I'm, I'm into the water immediately. So that's another factor. I, I'm in that sauna until I know that that water is going to feel right. If I, if, I'm, if, I, if I haven't been, I know that the, the cold is coming. And I know what, you know, how that my body's going to respond to that. Props to Clint Carlson. The time, when do you leave the hot room? The time to leave the hot room is when the idea of a cold plunge is about the best idea you've ever heard. That's cool. So, <laughs> so there you go. So the, when do you leave? When you're uh, when you're an advanced sauna goer, when it's time to get in the cold tub. That's It's that simple. 
And then, uh, so you'll cool down. Yeah. Will you get out of the pool? Yeah. Then what? Uh, it's usually five to 10 minutes in the pool. Um, there might be some like light leg stretching in there. Just kind of like some old school martial arts, like horse stance, ball stance, whatever. Just standing with your feet out really far apart from each other. Just kind of work the hips, you know, everything. You know, oh, hey, my joints feel a little different. They've been in the sauna. Okay. Kind of feel that out. And then usually I'm up and I, you know, it's probably bad, but it's the middle of the day. So my brain's still kind of really on fire. So I'm usually with the phone. Maybe it's a few notes. Then I kind of, you know, okay, it's kind of cold. Maybe have a little water there. Typically, I will knock down another uh, six to maybe even 32 ounces right there. And then I'm back in for the second round. And on that second round, my sweat is different than the first round. Yes, explain that. Explain that to the listeners. You know you know what's going on. How is your sweat different in round two? How does it feel different? How does What is What's going on? Yeah. It's got to be minerals. That's the other thing I didn't say. I will typically take in some Himalayan sea salt or some mineral sea salt in the morning as a as a normal thing. Yeah. If you take in a lot of water and you don't take in any sort of minerals, electrolytes, yeah. you're really not doing yourself any good. Minerals, a key mineral is salt, yes? Yeah. That's So my guess, you know, I've, I've never seen the study again that taste, you know, tested the sweat that came off you round one and analyzed it and then round two and three and four. And that, those are the studies that should be yeah. done. Yeah. But I mean, there's a, if you're in tune with your body, it's different. It's coming out at a different rate. It seems clearer. Yes. It tastes different. You know, yes, it's. Yes, yes. So, so to that point about your, the change of your sweat, you know, uh, if you were to stretch that out into maybe a four round session on that fourth round, it's like coming out like water. Yeah. That's that's definitely what's happening. That's kind of what I was joking around about the dehydrated teeth and the head and stuff. But once you have flushed your system like that and purged the system that that much, I mean that's what's going on. I, I have pictures of me cramping and vid- like I mean, and that's too far to go. But that's what happens. You're you're depleting your body of minerals and anything else that's nasty in there that's in your fluids yeah but you know i can't and see good, cramping up is is a, is a good phase i mean no, you're no, that's yeah too far. that's too far you gotta yeah. go too far to know we're too far that's true that's true yeah you push the limits i mean back to wim hof with like you know cold plunge theory and th- therapy and stuff you know the thing about sauna is so it's so anachronistic in a way and that you're it so feels so great yep. to get that hot and sweat that much and it feels so great to like a, a cold plunge you know, in a cold lake or the, you know, outdoor shower where, you know, nail that thing so hard. And, you know, to the un, uh, unexperienced, you know, the inexperienced people, they think you're, you're nuts. Yeah. But those extremes feel so wonderful to yeah. push those limits. Yeah. Right? That's, you know, always from the outside. It's, that's, that's how, you know, I literally, you know, at 30 minute headstand in the middle of a lifetime, people probably were like, what the hell is he doing? But I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. The other thing too, kind of just, it's just a fun thing to say. I always say you're a little kid until you've gone too far crashed had an injury and then built yourself back up and got stronger than you were before like you, you gotta and that's what's kind of cool about the sauna it, there's many life metaphors that you could yeah. you could hit it but you gotta kind of get knocked even in our first round there that yeah. you know hey i got my knock I, I got knocked out and then i hit the cold shower and two minutes later i'm like feeling like a million bucks there was something in me 
that it was the caffeine from yeah. caribou that I don't normally something was there. Yeah, yeah, so this is an important thing, you know, whether you're new to sauna, whether you've been saunaing for a long time and stuff, you know, you know, it's this is not some macho play, you know. You're not out there to impress anybody. You're out there f- for what feels good. And you push, you push when you're ready to be pushed. And you you maintain total consciousness to your body and you listen to your body, right? And then there's nothing to worry about. You don't have to read signs on walls. You don't have to follow rules. You don't need timers to tell you when to leave and all that your your timer is your own consciousness and there's a there's a beautiful thing in that when you start to know your body well then you nobody can take that from you it's a strength it's you know wim wim calls that inner fire and i think it translates well to sound therapy the i mean you know in eastern philosophy they say your fire rises and there's that's that's just what it is You're, you're trying to keep that down in your belly button and yeah. stay in control. One thing I do want to say, and I haven't had the chance yet to kind of really engage with the community in the sauna society, but when you're hitting on this competition point, like I'm so anti-competition in everything because I was a competitive guy. And the moment you're in competition mode, you're going to do the drugs to get ahead or you're going to, you know, risk, risk hurting yourself or going that little bit faster. And when you're a stay at home mom or, you know, a 45-year-old guy who just decided to start running, what, what's the point of having this mentality that you're going to kill yourself to run? And that should never be taken into the sauna. I'm sitting here saying I've done 30 minutes. So it's it's cool to have a guide or a teacher or a community like the Sauna Society could, you know, be for you to actually say, okay, this is what you should be feeling, yeah. and you should leave, and it's all good, and it's come back next week and just... Yeah, yeah, right on, right on. Dan. It's all good, but what isn't good is is this schizophrenia where you're hot, you leave. You're cold, I want to go back in. Yeah. You know, you know, you, it's I call it the rubber band theory. Okay. And what what you really need to do is is you need to expand. You need to expand in the hot room and, like you say, push the edge, but comfortably push that edge, and then and then push the edge. And when you cold water hits you, you embrace that. You know, yeah. you you start to learn in an odd way to actually like like crave it, yep. because you calm your you calm your nerves, you focus your mind, and uh, and uh, um, and get right into the into the into the core of yep. of your thinking, yep. and then you take that and you just friggin' love it. Yeah. Yes. The in meditation worlds, like I think one of the nicest analogies is when you're trying to create mindfulness, whatever. I mean, this, you know, sit at a wall and stare at the wall. What well, you want to be the guy up on the mountain looking down at you sitting on that chair. Yeah. So when that water hits you, you shouldn't be there. You yes. should be observing it yes. and just breathing through it yes. and whatever you got to do and just try to settle yourself, take a, yeah. a breath into your belly button. Which is where your lower down the end is called all these different and there's it's it's where your descending colon is. Go ahead. <laughs> really good, really good. And relax and give in to that because that's part of the therapy. Yeah. It's not like again, back to this deal. It's not a macho deal. This is not like trying to impress anybody or whatever, but it's letting letting that hard nature work for you. And then when you come out, it's a beautiful experience. Like so we're back to your scenario of your sauna round where you finished your 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 plunge, you know, you're in the in the pool and all that. And then you get out and then the, your body is seeking this seeking this wonderful spot of equilibrium. Yep. 
where now the important thing is you're listening to your core and then you know there's no rush this is the other beautiful thing about sauna is it's not a time race you if you say i'm going to go to lifetime fitness and i got 35 minutes you might as well not even do it because where good things happen is when you allow time to equalize that regulating your thermoregulatory system you know all of that right yeah Yeah. there's a you know it's the paradigm shift it's the you know, you go there. You, first of all, you need two hours. Yeah. I would say that's a good minimum. Yeah. And the other thing is, once you accept that, you know, that that's the magic of of doing anything that you where you're where you're all in. Like yeah. I play the guitar. When you play yeah. for three hours, you don't realize it could be watching a movie, anything where you're there. Yeah. You you lose you're present, and that's the, the sauna does that for you. Yes. And it's so easy to be present in sauna. I mean, you know, maybe some people don't dig sauna. Like I don't like hot tubs. Yeah. You know, that's a cousin. It's probably a evil cousin of sauna, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not into the chemicals. Yeah, oh yeah. You know that I don't like yeah. The, yeah. The, the the the. You know, you're in a hot tub and you look and see sweat on some guy's brow, and you're like, well, what else? You know, how much? What percent of this hot tub is sweat? You know. Anyway, that's just me. So anyway, anyway, everybody's got their gig, you know. And I think sauna is such an easy place to create mindfulness. Yeah. It's it's right there for you. The hot, the cold, the chilling out, the relaxation. It's uh it's not like trying to run a marathon. The uh I it's it's purely just it's a way to the way I've been thinking about it, you know, the days leading up to us talking, it's just pe- people need to break the rhythm and, and it's such a positive thing to do mm-hmm. and it is something that is not out on the media and not out in advertising and not out in marketing because it's it's not it's not competitive it's not it's not all of these things there's well let me just backtrack on marketing now infrared light bulb closets yes, but yes. but we're going to take the high road and that they are a gateway drug you know if 100 people have infrared light bulb closets and five to ten of them you know seek out and find the authentic i think that's a victory you know, but there is a hell of a lot of marketing going on with quote unquote sauna. Yeah. This kind of goes back to this whole information is toxic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it turns out that in 50 or 100 years, the infrared saunas didn't give everybody cancer or something crazy, you know, and it did do, but it's too soon, number one. And it, why, you know, say bad about something that's worked for hundreds or thousands of years and it's still working yes talking about the authentic yes the authentic sauna experience versus an infrared and i know people that are 100 percent for the infrared because of the scientific reasoning of it getting into the cells and stimulating it but i would go back to the point of well okay you're doing that for the person that's you know 40 percent body fat who doesn't exercise who has a terrible diet and and why why focus on this quick fix when you know because it's it's marketed it's easier to do it takes someone really sitting and having a conversation you can buy you can buy one of those kits and assemble it in your living room and be in the quote unquote sauna world yeah so you know maybe a uh, hundred years from now we find out that the infrared is the best thing that ever happened no but I'm not, not. I, I'm not uh, a <laughs> we, we, we will not I'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you you don't need a light bulb it's crazy. Yeah. I, okay. I'm I am 100% uh for the record pro regular authentic and this is my first time in a wood burning sauna. This is the coolest thing ever. Your my favorite podcast you did was with uh Daryl. Yeah. That was the coolest thing ever. That was the coolest and thing. And I wouldn't recommend people to get uh infrared. Okay, so those of you that have not heard Daryl Lampa, um I'm I'm really gratified that we were able to get him on microphone because 
I've known Daryl for 25 years, and I know the commitment that he has to making his product. And it's a beautiful thing when you see art and function meeting together <clears throat> and commitment that the commitment he's had to developing a kick-ass authentic wood-burning sauna it has propelled sauna appreciation for me personally i own two kuma stoves and and many others like those that buy my build your own sauna ebook you know i i i tout the uh, virtues of the kuma stove you know it's 400 pounds other wood-burning sauna stoves, you can tuck them under your arm and carry, carry them in. It, you don't have to be a you don't have to be that like clever to understand that when you have that much mass of a quarter-inch steel and hand-welded in these rocks in there, it's a different heat. It's a different heat. It's like you know, imagine a toaster oven. You know that kind of heat. You know versus the floor of your kitchen being a radiant heat with with that much mass. And mass heats objects. Little electric coils heat air. Okay, so I love Daryl Lampa, and I and and I'm thank you for acknowledging that podcast. And I just want to encourage you guys. You listen to Daryl and. Um, He's an inspiration beyond Sonostos. He's an inspiration of the DIY ethos about committing to a passion, you know, working hard uh, to, to uh, improve, you know, and to make something. And where do you see the EPA ratings uh, that have just come out on his UL certified stove? It's going to blow everybody away. And, and sorry, but there's my plug for Daryl. I had to get that in there. You got me going. What? There's a reason I brought him up because I, I thought that would – it was it was in the back of my mind as we're talking about infrareds yeah. and if you haven't noticed i mean i i could sit here and try to name drop and, and cite studies and this and that and i don't do that but i brought him up because you can tell immediately that okay this is a this is a master of his craft and yeah. he's clearly put his life towards yeah. x and and yeah. it's showing and yeah. that yeah i tell you if i was some tech guy that you know sold his company and had whatever you know, I would go to Tower, Minnesota, and I'd plop down a million or whatever Daryl's looking for, and I would buy that company. And I would keep Daryl on board, and I'd get him on. He's got shitty knees. Poor guy. He's welding his product because he believes in it so much. Every stove that comes off that has got has got his his name, Lampa Manufacturing, on there. He takes extreme pride in it. And what he's done is, is incredible in terms of efficient burning and and that is a beautiful thing. And whoever's got a million or whatever bucks, contact me, and I'll take you to Tower, Minnesota. And we'll sit down at Daryl Lampa's dining room table, and his wife will make us some great lasagna. The guy is true as the day is long. Cool. That's cool. No, it's uh, all, all positivity. <laughs> it's uh, I learned a lot from that podcast. Cool. You know, I didn't cool. the, the idea that a, a log could burn in yeah. different ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just clearly that that's what it's all about. That's kind of how I was saying, like, things are so complex and someone like that can tell you something simple yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. And then you just yeah. take it and you just yeah. gotta, you gotta try it. And yeah. so, okay, now we're on to round two. You're at, uh, you're at Lifetime Fitness. You've been in the pool. You go back in the hot room? Yes. Okay. I'm back in noticing my sweat's different. Um, sometimes I'll do some, some more stretching type things i'll just sit in like a lotus half lotus 
And uh, the joints in the knees and the ankles, those are great places to rub. Yeah. They call it like your eight gates or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, and I'm doing a lot of work on other people, so I try to take care of myself. And I usually do it in the sauna. Yeah. So I'll rub through the ankles and the knee. So that's kind of that mindset. I'm, I'm yeah. in there to kind of see, what, see what's going on. If anything's yeah. more tender than usual, and just kind of lightly rub through it. Okay. Um, How long is round two for you usually? It can go kind of the same it's a 10 to 30 again, yep. depending on time, depending on how I'm feeling. If someone's, you know, there to chat with, there's some chatting. Um, but it, I would say on average, it's another 15 minutes tops. Yep. 10 to 15 is probably my round two. Got it. Then what? Then uh, it's typically back to the cold again. Yep. And I either, it's optional. I'd say 70% of the time I don't drink any more water. Mm. I'm So I've been in the cold and then I sit down a little bit again and then maybe I'll rinse off, and then I'll hit. I'll. I will be, definitely do a round three, yeah. and. One hundred percent of the time, round three for you. Yeah, I, um, that's pretty typical. Like I know I hadn't been counting until I started listening to your podcast and heard questions and stuff. But I would say probably I'm in the three round is yeah. probably, I I wouldn't go four or five too often if I'm there, because it's just too long. I I feel guilty to be there for four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's been times where I've been, uh, with a guy, Dennis, and, you know, we've literally, you know, sat in the sauna like an hour and we've done like, you know, three, four hours of, of just going at it. And, you know, you're, you're like half, uh, uh, delusional. you're delusional. You're, you're, uh, it's like, uh, visuals. You're, you're you ate you're, some mushrooms. You're, I don't know. you're the, yeah. You're the reason why the, uh, lifeguard pokes his head in the sauna yes. every 20 minutes and then yeah. marks it on his clipboard. Yeah. I, again, I don't like to talk about myself. I've done a lot of physical, not just in, I mean, in training too, but the reason I bring it up is because I don't think that's proper anymore. I, I don't go that way. I don't ask people to do that, but I have, I thought that was beneficial. Yeah. What was beneficial is I learned what it's all about. Same reason I ran a marathon. Let's see what it's about. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. That's not good for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't do it. Right. And I don't sit in the sauna crazy amounts of time. Yeah. And I also think that the sauna, like where I'm sitting feels different than the sauna we were just in and i don't so i would say here you know 10 to 15 minutes is yeah. probably enough a shot so i would go 10 to 15 and maybe a 10 yeah yeah yep and depending yeah, on yeah. conversation yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well said well how does this hot room differ how does it feel different for you the uh so i've been in a lot of boxes this size this one is super clean number one the the wood itself it it, it does feel that way um it feels pretty even I was just up north at a, a resort thing, and they had a nice sauna, but it was an electric style, and it was with rocks on top, and I think people were abusing the water and the steam, and the whole wood felt just wet, and mm. it didn't feel the same. Yeah. It feels very even, and uh, the lighting is awesome. Yeah. It's just super clean. You can tell it's it's been taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell this sauna is built by uh, a guy who digs sauna, huh? Yes. <laughs> All, right. Yes. All right, enough of the self-painting and stuff. <laughs> Last question for you. So round three, round three's done. Yeah. You'll chill out, get yeah. dressed, go home. Is that about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm uh, pretty close to Cub Foods or a different grocery store. Yeah. It will very often be kombucha. Yes. Um, otherwise... Additional foods, I'm, I got a bunch of philosophy on food. Yeah. You can get a lot to it on the website. But if I do eat something, a lot of times it might be like a couple of nuts and some like some dried fruit, just something kind of dry and rather easy to digest. Okay. And after st- yeah, done. after I'm done, or or I'll do fluids. I'll do some kombucha. Um, 
and it depends if I got to go right into like a, you know, a big series of uh, heavy, you know, manual therapy type stuff, I'll probably have to get something solid to yes. have some power. If I'm feeling crampy, I might, you know, go a different route with what I'm going to take in to try to get some more salt in me. Mm-hmm. If I feel fresh and I haven't pushed it, then I kind of just go about my day normally and I'm not too, uh, you know, on top of like, okay, I got to stop here and get this. And I just kind of go about my day. Yeah, what 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 food would be uh, recommended for you? You know, everybody's different. But when you're gonna hit food after sauna, what what is a good food for you? Probably something salty. So, it, but that could be any. You know, you could put salt on anything. Um, I mean, I eat pretty just. I I don't. I'm not like uh, the idea of having snacks and meal. I don't think that way. I think that there's nutrition, and you should when it's time to eat, you should eat what's good for you yeah. and what's available to you. And eat enough that you're not, you know, whatever your hunger level is. And then that's kind of the way I go. So, I mean, it could be meats and it could be vegetables, greens, eggs, just typical things. Typical things. I like that. <clears throat> well done. Last question for you, Dan. I mean, I always, I think I've said last question a few. But we, we dove into your sauna routine and took some turns there that I thought were really great. Really appreciate yeah, yeah. your insight on uh on that, you know, you're obviously very in tune to your body. You're very well read. So I think there's some tips in here for other sauna listeners that may help with their sauna routine. So thank you for that. Um, so here we go. Hopefully last, no, we'll see. Last question. So what one thing about sauna do you think is misunderstood that you'd like others to know? Sneak attack. Um, yeah. Misunderstood that others should know. Uh, that you have to be naked, that uh, you have to be beaten with a twig. Um, I don't know. What else? Um, <laughs> those, are, those are maybe popular or that, you know, ooh, that's tough because I've just been in it so long. So I'm trying to think more uh, when I tell people to use it, they just more they don't have the belief that it's something important or that it's going to do something for them, that it truly will like get rid of aches and pains or help with water retention. So it's kind of just people don't really respect how much it can do for them. That's, that's what I come across the most in my day to day. Well done. Well done. Dan, thanks for joining us. We're going to hit round three. Um, Appreciate you coming by. Yeah. We'll have a beer, relax. And uh, this is Sonic Talk. Thanks for listening.